Matt Moynihan is the president of Arbor Networks, a company that has grown quite a bit in recent years, as more industry attention has been paid to distributed denial-of-service attacks. Today I'm joined by Moynihan to talk about his role at Arbor, the job experience that landed him a seat at the helm of Arbor, and where he sees the industry taking him in the future. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Matt, you've been in the IT security industry for more than two decades. Before joining Arbor, you worked for Veracode and Symantec. What can you tell us about your career and how it led you to Arbor? Hi, Tracy. Yeah, I've been in information security for, for more years than I care to remember. Um, you know, I started my career out at Goldman Sachs, obviously a financial services firm that is uh, all about risk management. And I jumped over to you know, Symantec, which was really an endpoint security, um, Veracode, which was run application vulnerability security, and came to Arbor really because I think the network and understanding of network traffic is really the place to be. All of the parts of information security really have shown various weaknesses in kind of delivering a complete solution to the advanced threat problem. I think network is a much more interesting place to be these days. So Matt, looking back over your career, what would you say were some of the most surprising trends when it comes to information security that you've seen over the last two decades? I think the most surprising trend has to be the ease at which the information security defenses have been breached. If you look at the classic uh, cops versus robbers and good guys versus bad guys, I think it's been proven time and time again that the hackers have an advantage in breaking through systems, so much more so than the experts, the security experts have in securing them. So I think that's probably got to be the most uh, surprising and disturbing trend that has taken place. Uh, I think the other one is certainly moving from a world where the, the market for information breaches has moved from one of credit cards and social security numbers to one of significant intellectual property theft uh, in the order of blueprint designs for cars and planes. So the, the table stakes have gone up considerably. And then, Matt, what about your role personally in the wake of some of these new types of breaches that we've seen? And you noted that we've seen more sophisticated breaches taking place. How would you say your focus has changed in response? Well, my focus really has been trying to leverage all the strengths of a company like Arbor Networks to bring different types of solutions to the same problem. You know, I like to tell my customers the reason I, I got to Arbor was because I firmly believe it's better to be a traffic expert uh, than a security expert to solve today's security threats. And so if you look at the success or lack of success in a lot of the uh, products to stop some of these advanced threats, you have to ask yourself, what sort of approach is one that might work? And at Arbor, uh, we believe that um, you know, understanding of network traffic is, uh, is fundamentally a different approach to take to solving some of the security threats. So everything we do on a daily basis is uh, first around visibility of corporate network traffic environments. And then we ask ourselves, you know, how can we help a customer deal with a particular threat, whether it's a traffic performance issue or a security issue. Um, so it's a, it's a very different approach than I would say the, the majority of the security vendors out there. So Matt, I hope this question doesn't seem redundant or that I'm trying to split hairs here because I'm really not. But you've talked about the sophistication of the hackers themselves and perhaps the fact that they're not just going after social security numbers or credit cards anymore, that they're actually targeting much more uh, disruptive information such as intellectual property and information that could actually take entire infrastructures down. Could you give us any perspective about how these attacks have changed? How is the way they're being waged different than it was five years ago? Sure. I think there's two fundamental things that work in the hacker's advantage. You know, one is their technique, but the other one is just the fact that the target is so easy to breach. You, know, you have to remember that, you know, information security, you know, the past 20 years has has morphed and changed from a, an industry that didn't really exist uh, to one that is top of mind. Um, the past 20 years, you have seen CIOs uh, deploy infrastructure that was fundamentally secure and void from any security principles other than maybe perhaps uh, access privileges. So 
you can think of almost the initial corporate infrastructure in the 70s and 80s and 90s that was being deployed as a big sponge or net that would be very, very easy for anyone with any uh, hacking sophistication to get through. So problem number one is that the infrastructure itself is insecure. And so the second challenge really is, is that while the defenses over the past five to 10 years have certainly been improved, uh, hacking techniques have uh, obviously improved as well. And so I think what's been introduced into the campaigns, if you will, has been a, a strong degree of patience and thoroughness uh, that uh, that was missing in the early days of the script kiddies who tried to bring down an Amazon with brute force attack. You now have very sophisticated parties who are very patient, very well funded, uh, just taking their time and moving around what's called the kill chain, you know, the various uh, links in a computer network to actually accomplish their goal. So I think funding plus time and patience are uh, really two of the most important developments over the past decade or so uh, in the hacking community. Matt, what type of unexpected events do you think we should be bracing for in the future? Well, I think certainly one that we all should be wary of is the risk around machine-to-machine um, -machine attacks. I'm sure we're all familiar with the uh, term Internet of Things, uh, which is essentially any interconnected devices with the Internet. It could be a refrigerator, it could be a car, it could be a mobile phone for that matter. All these devices are now connecting to the network in a smart way. Uh, well, just as we've seen DDoS attacks taking over PCs, you know, I can almost guarantee you that you'll start seeing DDoS attacks with uh, hacking communities that are taking over any device that has computing power without regard to whether it's a phone, a car, or a refrigerator for that matter. And so I think massive attacks on the infrastructure are, are something we should expect to see. Uh, that should be concerning both for the uh, U.S. government as well as for the health of the Internet and the commercial enterprises that ride on that in general. So more of the same, but with an order of magnitude uh, impact that, that should be quite concerning. I think, you know, an, certainly another trend is the uh, development of understanding traffic at the customer edge. Historically, CIOs and CISOs have been very concerned with traffic coming in and traffic coming out of your enterprise and really haven't focused so much on traffic moving around your enterprise. And as I mentioned, some of the stealthy attacks and techniques that uh, hackers are using really are so silent uh, that you have to start looking in different places, you know, between the seams of a network. Look at what's lurking in the shadows, um, so to speak, in places you typically haven't looked. And so this notion of east-west traffic, which really stands for traffic moving around your network, inside your network, and around the edges is going to be increasingly important, not just the traffic coming in and coming out that used to be addressed by the uh, the firewalls and the IPS devices out there. Matt, I'm going to shift gears here just quickly to talk specifically about DDoS attacks, because over the course of the last two years, at least in the financial space, we've spent a lot of time watching DDoS trends as leading U.S. banking institutions have been targeted by hacktivist groups. Did you ever think in the past that DDoS would be the worry that it's become today? You know, yes, actually, part of the reason I joined Arbor Networks from, you know, uh, the days of vulnerabilities of Veracode and uh, endpoint uh, security protection at Symantec was because of what I saw at, uh, at those firms. So, yes, I think, I think what's happened is that it's moved from, let's just say, unsophisticated, you know, college students to very, very sophisticated crime organizations and, and hacktivists, if you will. And so I think that's probably what's most troubling. It is now a fairly common technique, except that the resources of the, these uh, organizations have gone up dramatically. And so I think the notion of attacking the weakest link in the chain has always been there, all the way back to the days of Sun Tzu <laughs> and various war game techniques uh, to today. So I think that concept is uh, tried and proven, but I think the stakes are going up as you start seeing attacks on financial services or SCADA systems 
as a very legitimate way to bring down an entire network or enterprise. So we've um, seen dramatic rises over the past six months of attacks have moved from 10 megabytes or 10 gigabytes to hundreds of gigabytes, and uh, you should see that trend continue. It's quite concerning. And then, Matt, finally, before we close, could you give our audience some perspective about the direction that you see DDoS attacks taking in the future, and how do you think these attacks will impact your career? Well, hopefully, they keep me at Arbor. <laughs> you know, DDoS is, is a trend, I think, that is only going to continue. I think what most of DDoS attacks have been outward in attacks, which means that you know, hacktivists or hackers will take over remote PCs or computers and use them to launch a attack from the internet onto an organization like a bank or a retail site. I think what you're going to start seeing are more sophisticated DDoS attacks that are inward out. You know, hackers penetrating an enterprise or penetrating a third-party cloud property and using those companies to attack other companies. We've started to see this where they have literally taken over the servers. The NPT attack most recently, NPT reflection attack is an example of someone taking over a large computing resource inside of a cloud and attacking other companies. So I think this notion of outward in will continue to take place, but the notion of inward out, where organizations are literally taken over to launch uh, DDoS attacks on other organizations, uh, will also happen. So I, th I think it's just you know, keep your defenses up high, you know, be vigilant about it, and realize that it, uh, it's moved well beyond sort of a protest, a activist protest, to one where you know large organizations and governments are using it as a major technique to bring down a commercial enterprise. Matt, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. That's right. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Matt Moynihan of Arbor Networks. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.